Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. And nobody else is here. Nope. Nope, because uh, they are on assignment. Because it's, uh, I don't well, know what they're doing. Yeah, it was a couple days ago, but it was still it's still Joey's birthday in He's our land. He's still hungover, and I guess he, BJ has like a food hangover. Sure, yeah. You can't move him. Totally, yeah, that's it. That's exactly how that works out. <laughs> <laughs> On today's show, we will talk all sorts of geeky stuff, including Stumptown. Vicky's been watching that. I've got some interesting changes that the MCU has made to Marvel Weapons, which could be fun. Hmm. And of course, more. More. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com, because it's going to have all our social media, blogs, podcasts, blogs, and more. Oh, I said blogs twice. <laughs> so many blogs. But it's just, if you want to find us on social media, because you're already on Facebook or Twitter, just BJ Geek Nation, and you will find us. Exactly. And if you would be so kind as to send us a uh, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate that. Please. I know that uh, if you've been listening that uh, we're not above bribing people. Uh, we want to make sure and, uh, you know, maybe get you something worth your while there. So you can click that little five star button, which I want to say, uh, give a shout out to some thanks for the reviews that people have given us. Uh, one of them being that one dude underscore zero zero. <laughs> a lot of different things on there. Uh, said striking me in the face with, uh, wonder. I don't know. It kind of went away there. Uh, but being a fan of their local radio show, which we are in uh, Seattle on KISW, it was an easy transition to listen to this podcast. I'm a comic, movie, TV, and sci-fi geek, so this is my perfect podcast. Thank you so much. Yay, thank that you. one dude underscore zero zero. And uh, if you want to do, and if you want to uh, give us a five star review, take a screenshot of it after you do that. Send us an email or a Facebook message and then email bjgeeknation@gmail.com or uh, just search for us on all social media and show us that. We will send you a comic book that is absolutely, completely, one hundred percent random, and then we'll have a little placard in there that is signed by us as well, so you can go ahead and uh, you know not ruin the comic book, you know, because, you know, right. value. Because nobody wants our signatures. No, on not, on those, not on those, not we on those, not on those. We didn't write them. Nope. Um, but we'll be able to do that. And that's a way for us to show appreciation to the appreciation that you've given us about what we do. <laughs> kind of complicated, but, you know, hey. Uh, Vicky? Yes. You were talking about, st- well, I was telling people about you watching Stumptown. Yes. Uh, it's an ABC show. Yes. and uh, But you can also watch it on Hulu if you have a Hulu subscription. Ah. It is free, and that's how I've been watching it. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, so I saw it was on there. It was great because I could watch it from my bed while I was folding laundry. And I read the like first trade of yeah. it back in the day when it came out. And we had spoken. I think we talked to Matt Southworth about this yes. in a long ago episode long, of BJ Chase Geek Nation. Ago. That might not even be around anymore. Because, yeah, we had a situation. Yeah, we had servers explode and kind of lost a lot of those podcasts. Yes. Um, but so we were we knew about this. And it's more of a it's a gritty 
gritty uh, graphic novel. It's not like a superhero show, and uh, but it takes place in Portland, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what Stumptown is. And so it kind of follows the lines. Uh, well, I mean, you could probably explain it better. Why am I explaining it? Because you're the one who almost watched the show. Uh, so <laughs> it's basically, if you read the comic, very, very similar so far. Um, you're following this character named Dex. She is a army veteran, and she becomes kind of a private investigator just kind of through situations, but her life's kind of a mess. She's got a gambling problem, and she's also taking care of her younger brother who has Down syndrome. She's, you know, she's still mourning the loss of her ex-boyfriend that, like, she wanted to marry, but because of family situations, they kind of persuaded them not to get married. One of those situations. On top of, she has really bad PTSD. So you see that and they do a really good job showcasing the effects. Just even things, something little like lights or some shots and stuff. She starts panicking and it's very well done. Uh, The main character, Dex, is played by Colby Smolders. Oh, which uh, she has been in the MCU Mm -hmm. and then Um, also on... uh, How I Met Your Mother. That's it. That's the one. So, you know, she can play comedic and she can play badass. Um, She does a good job. I don't have any problems with it, but I wonder, I, I guess for me... She's not super convincing. Really? How so? In the sense of this is a person who has a lot of issues. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously she was military and stuff. She, in my brain, I don't know if it's costuming or whatever. She's got the sass. She's got the uh, personality down. But it just feels like she doesn't look like somebody who has really had a hard time. Like even when she's having a hard time, like some people, you know, in shows and movies and in real life, like what do you do when you're having a really bad night? Some people turn to the drink. Some people turn to drugs. Some people turn to random one night stands, which she does a lot. Ah. Um, And it's just like you don't like if you were just seeing you walking down the street, you seem like you have things fairly together. And that's not the idea that I have of the character. And well, that's, and that's kind of also an, just Hollywood. Let's make them look pretty. But that's also kind of those interesting things, and I've seen this a lot online as well. Uh, just from people posting memes, it's like, "Here's my happy face. This is what depression mm-hmm. looks like." A lot of the times, people who are quote unquote well put together may be the ones that are most falling apart on the inside. Well, it's also the idea of like everything looks too newish, and it's like, how mm-hmm. do you have the money for this? Because uh, you yeah. you owe eleven thousand dollars to the that's casino. a good point. That's that like a really of. and that's a really big plot point in the comic. So they're right. they're keeping it for the show. That makes it a little awkward when they've got it's even like along the same lines of like something as simple and innocuous as friends. It's like mm-hmm. what the hell do you guys do that you can afford apartments in this size in by New yourself. York City? Yeah, some of them by themselves. It's like really, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the idea. You kind of when it comes to like a sci-fi or one of those type of shows or movies. I think, how is it that you were able to get this custom-made, leather, cool-ass, steampunk, Mad Max outfit <laughs> that would have cost me thousands of dollars to have someone make? And you you don't go to the mall for that. You don't go on it. Like, you have to go online. So if it's post-apocalyptic or whatever, how are you getting that? It's easier to set that, set that aside just because it's a sci-fi show. Things are weird. But when it's a story that's based in real life, in real world, yeah, it's kind of like, okay, get that out of your head. And also, I've seen her be the badass character. She does a good job being badass. But it's like, I, I feel like there's something missing. And if you guys are seeing Stumptown and you kind of feel the same way, what is it that bugs you? Because I can't really even explain it well, I think. How many episodes have you been, uh, have you seen? So as of now, as the time of the recording of this episode, there are... Six episodes out. I have only seen four. Okay, but you, that's still, I mean, that's two-thirds of the episodes. Mm-hmm. and I mean, it's its one thing if you'd only seen one and you're, like, not vibing. But after no. four, 
Do you feel you're going to keep watching it? Oh, yeah. Okay, um, okay. So we have uh, one of our favorite for a detective in a different show that is no longer airing is also a uh, private investigator in this show. Oh? Yes. Uh, so we knew him in Gotham. Really? Donald Logue. He plays oh. uh, Artie Banks' P.I., Okay, so yeah, he was uh, he was Harvey mm-hmm. in uh, Gotham, and I don't want to say too much because it will spoil it. But I really love him. It was kind of weird at first. I'm like, okay, so this is what you do now. You're just a detective in all of the shows, like. <laughs> um, but <laughs> what's I, so wrong with that? No, but he's doing a great <laughs> job. And it is a very it's a different character. Um, there are similarities, but I still love him because he's I love that character in it's Gotham. Of, so it, I got I love it in here. Is one of these similarities drinking excessively? No, but when we first meet him, he goes into his office, immediately takes his pants off, and Whoa. he's just sitting there, like, on the internet, and not, not doing anything dirty. He's just, <laughs> like, if you're at home, you just put on your sweatpants. It's kind of the same thing. He's just got okay, his feet okay, up on the okay. desk. Okay, okay. That's pretty awesome, actually. I mean. So, yeah, uh, let me know if you guys are watching it. What do you think so far? Uh, what would you want different, or do you think they're nailing it? Uh, moving on from that, I love looking at some of these things, too, because a lot of the times when you do something uh, in terms of going from a comic book to a movie, you've got to make some changes. And this is a list from Comic Book Resources, and it's the MCU's biggest changes to Marvel's weapons. So mm-hmm. it's a top ten list of those and what they've done to make them uh, either better or just different. And number ten uh, was interesting because it's Yondu's Yaka arrows. Okay. And so you know that the fact that the way that he is his arrows that he would have with his little fin that he would whistle and they would uh-huh. go around everywhere and basically absolutely destroy people. Well, apparently in the comic books they aren't that effective. Mm-hmm. Because with his own whistles and his mental uh, abilities mm-hmm. connected with it, he's taking out the entire ship full of pirates. Okay. And so at this point, apparently, even comic book research said if they were actually this effective in the comics, he would probably be able to rule any other place that he chose. I was thinking, like, just the whistle, like, you need to have some serious lung power. Just, <laughs> I can't yeah. do it. See, I would <laughs> Can suck you at whistle? this. <laughs> wow. Yep. I just, uh, dry lips. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Dry Continue. Lips, that's why. Yeah. Uh, the next change actually isn't uh, upping the power in the MCU. It was bringing down the power. It was in Thor, the first one, and that was the Destroyer. The big bad in that one, and it looks like they actually made it weaker. He made a grand appearance in the first Thor movie, but ultimately went down easier than many fans expected, uh, up even against Thor himself. Uh, the the Destroyer's other name is Indestructible, which uh, you know kind of gives you a good idea of what it would be if it was actually in the comics. It was not Indestructible in the movie, so they decided just to uh, not worry about that so much and just let it be just a normal bad Thing. Bad enemy, bad guy. Something like that. I don't know. It's not like a bad guy. It's just a giant Colossus type thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, kind of looks like Colossus himself. But <laughs> uh, moving on from that, uh, Gungnir, which is the uh, Asgardian weapon. And, which <clears throat> one's Gungnir? Uh, this is the Spear of Odin. Oh, okay, yep. Yep, and you see a lot of shots of him holding the weapon, but not a whole lot of him fighting with it. And like Mjolnir, it's made up uh, made from Uru, which is the star, and will return to his hand when summoned. Um, but it also does really nothing in the movies. So it's another one of those powered down ones. Uh, the next one they say is Hawkeye's bow and arrows. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's just the fact that he had so many different in his arsenal 
And yeah, they don't see a whole lot of them during anything uh, in the movies. Like they'll have a couple of them that do some stuff, but by and large, he's got so many other ones in the uh, in the show or in the comic books that they don't really kind of translate that as much in the uh, in the movies. Yeah, like I that always kind of bugged me. Like in the movies, it's like yeah, and I love the SNL bit where it's like, all right, I'm out of arrows. Like what? It's like, you, yeah, that's that was like 11 of them. It's like, yeah, it's like. I killed 11 you, guys. He's like, well, I killed 11 guys. You're welcome. Like, yeah. Yeah, thanks. So some of the ones that he have in his repertoire would be the Sonic, the Explosive Tip, the Smoke Bomb, Tear Gas, Suction Cup, Acid, Cable, Putty, Bola, Electro, Disruptor, Boomerang, Rocket, Net Arrows, just to name some of them. And you get. Is there a shark repellent arrow? <laughs> no, I sorry. Need... That's the old Batman style. Uh... So, yeah. oh, okay. Well, yeah. here's here's hoping. Uh, number six on this list is Captain America's Shield. Uh, some of the changes were just kind of the backstory of how it was made in the movies. Uh, the origin and basic components aren't really expounded upon too much. We know that it's made of vibranium, mm-hmm. and that's really about it. I think in the in the comics, I think it was adamantium. Well, but it could be wrong. They're still saying that it's more of a vibranium steel alloy. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically just the fact that it was more Wakandan technology than anything else along mm-hmm. those lines. Um, there's a whole lot more on this, but uh, even getting down to it, like Mjolnir was the big one, like number three on this list. I'm kind of skipping past a bunch of them. We'll post them <laughs> up on the uh, page. Um, it's just the fact that it mo- uh, all the major points were represented in the MCU, but they changed a little bit. Uh, one of the things that uh, in the comics that has been made very clear that Mjolnir has one very special feature that the MCU overlooked, that it contains the heart of a storm. So Mjolnir contains a powerful storm known as the God Tempest. So once Odin defeated the storm, he had the dwarves crafted into the hammer. And But then beyond that, everything else was just uh, the way that it was. Which is kind of weird, you're right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stormbreaker in the MCU is a bit different from the Stormbreaker in the comics, so the difference might not be what you expect. The owner in the MCU, Stormbreaker was made as a replacement for Thor after Mjolnir had been destroyed, but in the comics, it actually uh, it was owned by a completely different character, Beta Ray Bill. Which wow, sounds familiar. He is. He was another Thor guy, <laughs> but he was an alien. He was oh, also he worthy was a- of carrying Mjolnir, but he's the one that had the weird clap face, clap trap face. Yeah, he kind of looks like a weird... I mean, alien monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was the big one on that. So it was one of those things where it was like, well, we're going to give it to Thor and he as a nod out. to Beta Ray Bill. And people I know are really, 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 really hoping that Beta Ray Bill will be in the future installments, uh, maybe Phase 4. I kind of hope not. The fact that they're going back out into space, maybe. Well, my thing is, visually, we're either going to get someone that doesn't look like this, or we're going to get something that looks really, really creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's I have thing. no doubt that's going to be super creepy. Either that, or they're going to make him a really good-looking dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> someone's not going to be happy. Uh, and then the biggest one on this one was God Slayer, which was Gamora's weapon. And basically, since she's a part of a team now with Guardians of the Galaxy, they didn't want it to be the, I mean, it's called God Slayer for a reason, hmm. super OP. And they didn't want to have that be uh, the most powerful weapon, like, like... Basically, if it's something that can, like, face off with uh, what, like, Thor or anybody else would have, like, why would she need an entire team of other people to do that? So they really powered that down. Because of love and their family. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. The the, the power in that one is family Mm. as opposed to God Slayer. 
It so, is a cool sword, though. It is. It looks really badass. Uh, so that's that list. Um, we do need to move on. And even though BJ Shea is not here, it doesn't mean that he hasn't played board games and he hasn't reviewed any because, well, we keep some in the hopper for just times like this when he's on assignment. BJ here now has another board game review. BJ Shea, board game maestro, having all of the games ever. It seems like you uh, you love getting games almost as much as uh, your partners in crime with yeah. uh, Josh and Sean. It's true. Uh, we, we we basically have Kickstarter competitions. Now, <laughs> we're, we're sending Kickstarter links to ourselves where we go, hey, I don't want to kick this, but you probably will. <laughs> well, at least at that point, <laughs> yeah. it's not you guys fighting over like all of you getting the same game. Suddenly, everybody has three of the same game, and you're like, um... Well, now we have three of them in our group. Oh, that happens too. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, I like to patronize my my, my FLGS, my friendly lo- local game store. Mm-hmm. Trouble is, is that Josh does that. He wanted me to get all the games he has. I go, dude, and he had me get Wasteland Express. I bought it because it was forty percent off at Zulu's. But I haven't even opened the game yet, and I'm thinking, you know oh, what? Yeah. I'm just going to give it to somebody to give away because uh, Sean does a lot of uh, game testing and play testing, and yeah. he'll give prizes to people that will sit down and play his new game. Uh, so I think I'll just give it to him. I mean, I got it for 40% off, but I haven't even opened it, realizing I'm only going to play this game with Josh. And he already has it yeah. already set up. It's a up. good game. Uh, it's just it's a game that I know that I'm not going to play it at my house. We're yeah. only going to play it when Josh wants to play it because it's post-apocalyptic because I'm not a sucker for that theme as he is, just like I'm not a sucker for steampunk like you are. Yeah, absolutely. Which why this next game I'm a sucker for, and it's space-themed. Oh, there you go. Even Shocking. Though, even though it's, I don't know, space bridge or space, you know, Trump or, I mean. It really, really? It really, as I look at this game space and I. Space cards yeah, it's, for old people. It is space cards <laughs> for old people. Uh, but it, it's by Colossus Games, who uh, they're the guys that are doing the brand new Eclipse. They also did Western Legends, which is a fantastic game. Um, so I, I like the company. I like space. So I mm-hmm. said, sure, I'll back this game. And it is basically a card game. It's called Imperious. Uh, and it plays two to four players. It's a very cool game, but it is just basically, hey, can I put my cards that will trump your cards in a way that will ha- basically get me victory points? Okay, yeah. This could have been any theme. But because it was space. Because it's space. And it feels very, <laughs> it also feels very Dune like. There's houses and royalty. They're, they're just oh. a fancy. Um, and it, they call it a game of intrigue and conflict as each round we draft cards. Uh, and the cool thing about it is you will have different characters in the game. There'll be nobles and there will be elders and, and all these different uh, cards that do different things. And then if you play even, be, you know, the advanced game, the elders, which are just a blank card, end up in your particular, uh, your house your house elders will do different things than their house elders will do. And even the like the nobles and the different characters in the game and the assassins, the their you know, your house assassins will do similar pretty much almost the same as somebody else's, but they will still have some asymmetrical abilities that theirs okay. won't. Okay. Uh, so the idea is is that there are planets we are trying to you know, take control of the planets, whether it be, uh, you know, through strength or whether it be due, and I can't think of what the F word is, but there's an F word that we're trying to do. Um, and so... Uh, Probably the, not the one I'm thinking of right now. You're trying to get to 20 victory points. Yeah, it's not that kind of effing. Uh, and, uh, you know, the the idea is is that a nobles can be assassinated by assassins, but there are protectors that can protect your, your, your nobles okay. if there's an assassin. So you're trying to cleverly place cl- cards in a column underneath each planet that you're trying to eventually get control of at the end of the game with victory points. You can also get victory points as the game goes on, mm-hmm. but you put control markers on a planet if, if your house controls that column. 
There are also event cards that you put in the column. But when you're drafting, it's a drafting game, you'll draft all the cards. So you put all of your house cards in this pile as well as theirs, shuffle them up with four event cards, which out of all of the event cards of the game, so it adds different play each time. Oh, wow, nice. Then you just pick which ones you want. And you may not want to just take your own guys. You may want to take some of their guys knowing that, you know what, their commander, I don't want, I want to make sure their commander doesn't go anywhere near where I want to get a planet. So kind of an interesting uh, kind of take that sort of thing. Yes. So you can definitely take that, people. And (laughs) two of the cards in each roll are get, you get to put, face down. So people aren't exactly knowing what you're doing. So am I trying to go for that planet? Or am I going, you know what, I don't care about that planet, so I'm just going to load it up with your guys. I don't care. Oh, that's funny. And I'll let my enemies think they're fighting me, but in fact they're actually fighting you. Oh, trying to assassinate may be your your friend, and then suddenly all these betrayals happen. Yeah, it's a Drama. clever game. It really is a <laughs> clever game. Uh, and it was, and I just got my copy, but Colossal Games, you're able to go buy everything that they have put on Kickstarter, and once they, once they have fulfilled their Kickstarter, they'll let you buy it off their website. Uh, the game is Imperious. In, yes, it's Imperious. Plays two to four. And I think it's a relatively cheap game. I'm looking at the price over here if I can find it for you. Uh, I, I I can't imagine if it'd be much than four, more than $40 because it's mostly cards. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing a price, but, you know, someone's got it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and again, go to Colossal with a K, their, their website. Uh, uh, but it's a fun game. Imperious. See, even when BJ Shea isn't here, he's still with us in spirit, talking about his favorite thing, which he's probably doing right now. He's on he's, he's on assignment. Board games. Board games. Vicky, uh, what do you got? Some sort of weird random list. You seem to have happen to have a lot of random things in your uh, brain. And I spend too much time on, on the internet. That's yeah, what exactly. It is. Yeah. Uh, so remember a while back we were talking about uh, this list someone had made, and it was this little picture floating around Facebook, and it was if the Avengers was were made. Back in the 80s, and then they did one for the 90s as well. Yeah. Who would be playing them? Like Tom Cruise. and Oh, yeah. That of, was a really kind of a strange one. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, it was They had, like, all the cool actors. Like, Cuba Gooding Jr. probably would have been um, what Anthony Mackie's character is. Yes, yes. Wasn't it like Brad Pitt was, like, Thor or something like that? Something like it was that. Like, it was all over the place. I think that was more the 90s oh, one. But, yeah. yeah. And Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think, was Spider-Man because he was a little kid back then. Oh, yeah. That's right. Like 80s and stuff <laughs> so uh ranker actually put out one it's kind of kind of this on the same lines uh if they had made stranger things back in the 80s who would be cast that would be really kind of interesting just because it was set in the 80s mm-hmm. so if it was like real time it's on a, that yeah so it's real time who would be the actors my my question to this is how many of these actors do you actually know because you were born in 89 and i know that your father was is pretty big on the pop culture stuff but I just don't know how, many, how much stuff you've actually seen uh, from the 80s. I will tell you, every single one of the actors on this list I know. Wow, really? Yes. Cool. Because a lot of it is either they're still active or they did oh. stuff that is just super popular that okay. I saw. Nice. So first one being uh, Billy. We all know Billy. Oh, Billy, he was in the... In season two, and yeah. then bigger, bigger character in season three. Yeah, he was a bit of a D. Are we spoiling that yet or no? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a while. If you haven't watched it at this point, sorry, right. guys. He he very much redeemed himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, did. So they picked Rob Lowe. Yes. Especially with the hair he had Oh, back my then. gosh, it yeah. I can actually... Perfect. I can see him with that, like, that crappy teenage mustache, mm-hmm. too. In the mullet. Yeah. Wow. Um, see, that is perfect. I can't think of anyone better. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the thing is, is like if you don't know how much of a, a, a pain in the ass that Rob Lowe can play as characters, 
He doesn't have a huge role in Wayne's world, but he is kind of the foil, kind of the bad guy when it is down to that. He plays a pain in the <laughs> butt in that movie as well. So I can see that. I could totally see that. All right. So, well, if that's Billy, who should play Jonathan Byers, which is, you know, the older brother, oh, photographer. yeah. This actor, I, I actually, I've probably only seen one movie with him in it. Um, very famous movie. This actor is no longer alive. Ooh, I shall say that. Okay. Man, I don't know then. River Phoenix. Oh, And just the okay, side-by-side picture yeah. they put in there, it looks fantastic. Like, and, they look, yeah, has the was, same look. And it was the 90s when River passed away. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, as a young teen at that point, he really wasn't on my radar either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know a whole lot of the stuff. I'd have to he go back and even see some of the things he was in because I don't even know stand him. Stand By Me. Or no, Stand By Me. Uh, the one with Will Wheaton. No, yeah, you're right. Is it yeah. Stand By Me? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I thought I said Stand and Deliver. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I do love that movie, though, too. Yeah, I yeah, forgot he's... he was in that. Which, uh, funny enough, speaking of uh, Stand By Me, Will Wheaton for Will Byers. Yeah. He's the one that everything bad happens to him. And he yeah. had a similar haircut back in the day. And that would absolutely make sense. I mean, it's kind of funny that Will and Will and all of that. <laughs> but I could see him <laughs> being different. that. Yeah. And he would be the guy who would be stuck in that. And then also, I can see his range doing that. You know, from the further the seasons going past, just him being stuck in the uh, in the upside down mm-hmm. and then having to deal with all of those, yeah, that would be that would be fine. I'd be cool with that. And we've had a chance to talk to Will Wheaton before on a couple occasions, and uh, even his wife uh, on a few occasions. So I feel like if we ever get a chance to talk to him, we should bring this list up and be like, so. What do you think of this list and how would you change it? Right. Because I think that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're missing the, what are the, like, the big character, main character, Eleven. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Eleven. Okay, let me think. Let me think. Uh, She's kind of tomboyish sometimes, kind of edgy look, but still cute. I See, I'm going to say this is from the 80s, right? Yes. I'm just going with the easy Molly Ringwald on that. They did pick her for someone else. Okay. But I will say uh, this character or this actress is also already in Stranger Things. What? Winona Ryder? Yeah. Okay. Especially yeah. with the like the whole emo, <laughs> right. gothy eleven in season two. Yeah, and then you look at even I mean, I think it was the nineties with Beetlejuice and like uh, she was all gothed out, but then you watch Edward Scissorhands and she was blonde mm-hmm. and the cutesy, so she was really good at playing either. Yeah, you could do either of those. So that's that makes sense. So who was Molly Ringwald at that point? Uh scrolling down. Would it be she, uh, she would be Nancy. Okay. Yeah. Nancy Wheeler, the girlfriend. Yeah, that the, makes the that makes a lot interest. more sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, how about Dustin? Adorable Dustin who does this freaking purr that creeps me out. The <laughs> it's like, oh, God, stop it. <laughs> so somebody who can be kind of jokey, but it's adorable kind of kid. Oh, I'm not. I'm not even An- tracking. Another Stranger Things alum. That's cheating. I know. Who? Sean Astin. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. He had the cheeks yeah. on the cheeks. Yeah. See, I could even see someone like that or just thinking of uh, Stand By Me as well, Jerry Cant- Jerry Cantrell. <laughs> uh, Jerry O'Connell. Not, okay. Not, not the singer from Alice in Chains. No. But Jerry O'Connell from like Sliders and stuff like that. He was the chubby guy in Stand By Me. Yes. And, uh, yeah. and then ended up marrying uh, Rebecca Romaine. Yep. Uh, <laughs> moving forward to uh, who do you think should be Jim Hopper? Ooh, An authority that's a figure one. who with issues, pain, drama, has some issues with con- like being controlling, being a jerk sometimes. Uh, who who do they say? Harrison Ford. All right, yeah, I could see that. And uh, even even now, more 
like than ever. If he could mm-hmm. like just uh, kind of harness the curmudgeon that he is now <laughs> from back then. But even then, if you look back and you see something like uh, like Star Wars, oh, yeah, with him as Han Solo, snarky he's, and yeah, sassy. He still had all of that. <laughs> wow. This is probably the only one I'm not 100 percent on. Uh, for Mike Wheeler, he's the Nancy's younger brother. Mm-hmm. He's Eleven's boyfriend. He's the DM, the big D and D nerd. Yes. Uh, well, they all are DMD. Well, nerds. yeah, yeah. Um, they picked Corey Feldman. Yeah, in the, I don't. The, uh, I, I mean, look wise, maybe, but I've always felt like all his characters back when he was a kid was there was like the goofy loudmouth kid. Yeah, in the, and I guess kind of the only time I see that is when Mike's yelling at his mom. And I like, mean, hang up the phone, mom. I think if they're just going for the looks, and a lot of the times with these, they really mm-hmm. are that sure. But yeah, he never kind of struck me as an awesome sort of like. See, I would have picked Sean Astin over him for that role. For my okay, okay. I, I, I like Sean Astin for uh, Dustin, but I, I think he would be better than Corey Feldman. To All be right. Honest. All right. Actually, you probably switch those two around and make more sense. There you go. Uh, how about Bob Newby? R.I.P. Bob, Bob. Newbie. Poor R.I.P. Who do they say? Rick Moranis. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kids. Uh, uh, sure, yeah. He would be perfect yeah. as a as a Bob Newbie because he was just like so wholesome and kind of dorky mm-hmm. in a good way. Oh, totally <laughs> dorky. And I mean, you look at something like Ghostbusters or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. He, I forgot he was in Ghostbusters. Yeah. And he was really good in that, but he was mm-hmm. literally just playing a possessed dork. So, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so for Dr. Martin Brenner, who is, you know, Eleven's papa. Oh, yeah. They picked Michael Caine. 80s Michael Caine. Okay. He looks like in this picture because he has like a mustache. And he's got the businessman slick back black, you know, haircut. Oh, yeah. He kind of has that slimy look to him. I could see that. Or the guy, Michael Douglas, who played, uh, who was in Wall Street as well. Yes. Like that sort of like <laughs> Sorry, I evil businessman. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I'm going to step aside for a minute. Uh, or actually, you know what? I'll tell you after this. Okay, Michael okay. Douglas. Yeah, let's finish Michael this Douglas. up real quick. And um, then. Ali Sheedy for Barbara, uh, Barb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh, makes sense. Gene Wilder as Dr. Sam Owens. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then for Steve Harrington. Oh. Ethan Hawke. Oh, wow. Which, funny enough, I don't All know right. if you realize this. So have you seen the third season? Mm, yes. Uh, so, you know, Robin. Mm-hmm. That is actually Ethan Hawke's daughter in real life. What? Yeah. Really? I forget her real first name, but last name Hawke. Wow. And her, like Ethan Hawke posted, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> um, quick aside. So yeah, going I, back to Michael Douglas. I watched like a little bit of a movie and realized it was terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> Mostly because of the show Big Mouth. Okay. Big Mouth season three has been out for a little bit, and I just kind of put it in the background when I need noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for their last couple episodes, they kind of talked about this play they were doing, the school musical, and they were basing it off a movie, a Michael Douglas movie. Oh. Disclosure. Really? Do you know what that movie's about? I don't remember right now. I don't. I didn't know what it was. Never heard of it until they explained it on the show. And then I looked it up and saw like bits and pieces of it. I'm like, God, this is bad. Uh, it's basically <laughs> a, it's based in Seattle. Uh, a dude finds out like his boss, his new boss is an ex-girlfriend. Ooh. And so, you know, she does stuff to him and he's like, no, I don't want to do this. And then she files a complaint about oh. him. Like he did this. What? It was a weird movie, and it was. Wait, wait, wait they did a musical. A, they're doing a school musical yeah. based off of disco. It's like that our parents is... will squirm when we simulate sex. Like the whole thing was hilarious. Sh- that show is real wrong. Yeah, really, was really wrong. I know fantastically it's, wrong. I know it's not for kids because you've explained no, it many no, times no, on this no. podcast. 
Especially season three. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's a whole other level at that point. So you said Michael Douglas, and I just remembered Michael Douglas in the 80s and 90s. Anywho. Oh, until next time, stay, stick with that. <laughs> stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.